Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Um, all right, Matthias, uh, we've got a number of callers who want to chime in on this conversation, so uh, let's get to them. Let's go to Jay in Queens. Jay, welcome in. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks for joining New York Game Day. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you, Anita Kiwi. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Giants fan, but at the same time, I just want to defend Zach a little bit because I feel that the reason the expectations are so high on him is because they hit in a lot of other aspects for the team. And so the reason they had as many draft picks as they did and address that many needs is because the team is not that good. And it just so happens that they hit in all these other areas, and so he looks like the glaring need. And I think it's up to the coaching staff to bring him along and help him get better, but you can't expect him to take a leap from where he was to where he's at and not give him a blueprint to have success. I understand that, you know, he's not playing well, but if the team didn't hit on all those other areas and weren't as good, especially on the defensive end, would everybody look at him as being as bad as he is? I don't think so. And I just feel like, you know, they need to do a better job to bring him along. And if he had the talent to be drafted at number two, then there's something that you see, and you've got to find a way to bring that along. And I think you guys have a happy holiday, and I wish you all the best. Matthias, thank you for bringing the Giants to another Super Bowl, and I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Uh, listen, with all due respect to Jay, I just, I, I just disagree. Uh, you know, I, I think – even though the team has been struggling, there's so there's so many weapons here um, that I think that, and I'm not saying that Zach I'm not saying that Zach Wilson should go out and throw 350 yards and four touchdowns every game, but win more games than they have, and and you know the sample size that we have is 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 pretty significant in seeing that he struggles in a lot of different areas that you need to be that you need not to struggle in to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but I think if you you know, what he's saying is there's a reason they're picking number two overall. There's a reason that there was such a high draft pick. And maybe we're not seeing what is behind the scenes in that quarterback room or on that offense in general. And maybe there's something that is prohibiting um, Zach from being able to, to reach his potential. So I think there's some there's a little bit of validity there. But at the same time, um, I agree with you in terms of like we're watching his performance on the field. Like there's there's a difference in the way that he moves versus the way that the top 10, 15 quarterbacks in the league move. There's a difference between the way he orchestrates the offense, the confidence which he lacks and the throws that he cannot make and the decision making skills that he does not have. So some of that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the the coaching or stuff on the sidelines. Some of it is just, you know, his decision making you know, in the game, which that's that's what I was saying. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and beat him up, you know, anymore because, you know, he he sounded as though he gets it. He understands that he's not playing well. And so, you know, to, to continue to, to publicly bash him, I don't think is, is, you know, is necessary. But at the same time, we're not going to ignore the fact that he's playing very poorly. We're not going to sit here and, and coddle him again and say, like, oh, he, he, he'll be okay. No, he really might not be okay. He might not be the quarterback in the future. And that is okay to say um, because of the way that he's been playing. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Chris in Queens. Chris, welcome in. 
<laughs> Hello, everyone. Happy holidays. Hi. Um, Happy holidays. Um, you, um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone is talking about the offensive line. I think it was the reason they lost last game, and it was the reason Mike White got injured. Okay, but but even with that offensive line, and, and, and Chris, valid point, okay, and appreciate the phone call, but even with that offensive line, we saw Mike White matric what's the word matriculate right <laughs> mm-hmm. matriculate uh, the, the offense down the field we saw the fourth string quarterback come in mm-hmm. even though rich Amini said that uh, zach wilson wasn't necessarily getting quote-unquote benched they wanted to bring Shreveler in to 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 you know ignite a, a better rushing attack but we saw him be able to and and with all the reason why the jets took zach wilson at two is because of the athleticism and his ability to run and he wasn't able to do that. So I understand what you're saying. Hey, it's, 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 it's the offensive line. But when you're seeing other guys do it who are second, third, and fourth string quarterbacks, mm-hmm. then that's a huge red flag. Okay? It's, not, it's, not huge... just, it's not just other guy. It's every other guy. Everybody else yeah. who's, who's <laughs> been put in that situation has done better. So you can't, you can't argue that, oh, he's, he's got an unfair uh, set of circumstances because everybody who's been put behind that offensive line, everybody who's been put on that team you know, um, this year has done better. And, and so, you know, we, we, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to sit here and, and argue that he's better than what he is. Um, I just don't think that, you know, this is the organization where he's going to thrive. It'd be best for him and for the Jets to, to part ways and, and as soon as possible so that he can go somewhere else. Maybe it's a city. Maybe it's just, you know, the, the lights are too bright, whatever it is. Um, you know, his career doesn't have to be over, but I think his time with the Jets should be. Again, 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Andy. Andy, welcome in. Hey, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a Jets fan, season ticket holder. Um, Anita, you know, I, I never agreed with you about Zach until about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, and you were right. And um, two points. One, mainly, like, everybody's bashing the Jets about not developing quarterbacks, but they did develop Mike White. And two, maybe New York's just not for Zach. And I wanted to hear Kiwi's take on that because, like, you know, maybe it's not the right city for him. Well, let me and, and, and Kiwi, I want to hear your 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 response to this. But let me just let me let me add to one more, one more thing. I know we're comparing apples and oranges here, but when when I asked the Giants about drafting Daniel Jones, they said when when it comes to the boxes that need to be checked in regard to drafting a quarterback in New York, personality has to be checked because it's a unique city. And so a lot of people compare Daniel Jones, same kind of like even keel uh, personality, persona as Eli Manning. The, the, the Giants take that into consideration. They do a deep dive into the personality, the upbringing, the history of whoever that they are going to draft a quarterback, knowing that it takes a unique individual. So I just want to share that in regards to, because I, I think it is a thing. Obviously, if the Giants think it's a thing, it's, it's a thing. A hundred percent. I mean, the the city. When you when you talk about bringing players into New York, um, it's similar to you know L.A. or, or Las Vegas. You know, there's not a whole, there aren't a whole lot of cities that have as many opportunities. They have as many um, you know fanatical fans. 
but there's also not a lot of cities that have as many distractions, you know, and everything that you do in New York is magnified, whether that is good or bad, you know, and so my time in New York, I was, you know, we, we won two Super Bowls and it was great, but when I first got there, every restaurant that I went to, everywhere, I was walking up and down the street, the year before we won a Super Bowl, the questions were, when are you getting rid of Eli? Like, Eli's got to go, mm-hmm. he's the problem. When are you getting rid yep. of people? People forget, like, when I got drafted, it was, it was, uh, they would stop me on the street to tell me how bad he was and finally, you know, fast forward one year later and um oh hey hey can you bring eli to the restaurant can you bring him with you like like so (laughs) you have to be you have to be able to um you know to to hold yourself in your own mind right so your self-worth or your self-esteem or your um how, how you perceive yourself it has to come from within you know if you're if you're turning on the tv and paying attention to everything that everybody's saying because there's so many voices there are so many people who have opinions you just can't take all of them in you have to be able to block it out and that's something that you just preach to you as soon as you step in the foot in that that giant's locker room or in the meeting rooms for the first time but i don't think it really hits home until you 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 get a couple seasons in and you, you start talking to your friends who are on other teams and realize, oh, wait, you guys don't have to deal with a lot of the things that we have to deal with. Now, I have to you know point out and, and make sure that everybody understands that there are a lot of benefits to playing in New York also. So it, you have to take the good with the bad. But absolutely, New York is, is not for everybody, you know, and it can chew you up and spit you out. Or, you know, you can go out and, you know, start taking advantage and, and you know, get caught up in the lights. But um, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a tough city to play in but once you've proven yourself once you're loved by new york fans and and media and everything like that's for life that's forever it's just difficult to 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 get into that um that place uh we've got a full bank of calls and um uh, so and 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 i want to i want to get to everyone so uh so we're gonna we're, we're gonna zig when the show is expected to zag uh, because I, I do want to get your calls. Obviously, this is a hot topic in regard to Zach Wilson, the future of the Jets. So quick break. We come back. We'll continue with your calls. Um, LD, Tyler, Mario, Joe. Um, is it is it Jacques? Okay, we'll go with Jacques from Rockland. You'll be first up. Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwinuka, and you. It is New York game day here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. LaFleur trying to answer offensive coordinator. Uh, can't get Zach. It's not on him. 
It's not on him. Dude's just, dude's just not good. <laughs> like Kiwi, I, like, you know. You have to, you have to figure out how to play professional football. I, I, I told people being drafted high in, you know, in the NFL draft is a reward for figuring out how to play college football. But the college football system and NFL are two different things. Style of play, you know, talent level. You just, you have to, you have to be able to humble yourself, do the work, um, and you need, you know, you need good coaching and you need good talent around you. There's a lot of things that are outside of your control, but it's, it's a different, um, it's a different ball game. It's a different ballgame, especially when, you know, you, you come from BYU. You, you know, you don't come from Alabama. You don't come from Clemson. You know, you don't, you don't come from Georgia. You don't come from these teams in, in these schools that, A, uh, run a pro-style offense, let alone B, are going up against opponents that are also being drafted in the first round. Absolutely. You know, um, of, you know, look at the conference he plays in. How many first-round defensive players were drafted in the conference BYU plays in? Not many. Uh, by the way, New York Game Day is brought to you by FW Webb and Will McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100-plus locations for unparalleled Will McLean inventory. Visit fwweb.com to find a convenient location near you. Uh, we do have Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us at 1030. We'll uh, flip the page and start uh, focusing in on the Giants game today against Minnesota. But we'll continue with your calls for this segment. Uh, let's go to Jacques. Is it Jacques in Rockland? Welcome in. Happy holidays. Um, happy holidays, Anita. Yes, it's Jacques. Um, happy holidays to you, Kiwi. Happy holidays. Um, um, real quick, so Zach Wilson, I, I think uh, people are missing a lot of stuff with the whole Zach Wilson thing because straight out of college um, and, you know, throughout um, with the media and everything like that, he's been promoted as the same thing. It's been, you know, off-schedule plays and off script and, you know, all this, you know, um, cowboy stuff and everything like that. But, you know, the NFL is not run like that. The NFL is very scripted. Um, it, it, plays are designed um, to do certain things and to have people be in position after crossing or whatever the case is, to have somebody open and to hit a five-yard, seven-yard, ten-yard um, dump or whatever the case is. And that's been the issue with Zach. So I think he's been pretty much as advertised coming out of college. Now, with that said, Michael LaFleur, I mean, you know, he's he's the coach, and you have to design something that fits the quarterback that you have, especially under the circumstances with the O-line and, you know, how banged up they are. It's been like a, a musical chairs throughout the year. And, you know, he, he, he needs to get some kind of blame, too, because he's, Zach has been successful in the rollouts. Man, if you have to roll out 50 times a game for it to work, you might as well just do it because nothing else is working. And it, it, it's been an issue throughout the whole year. And New York with developing quarterbacks – History says it, man. History says it. We can't develop young quarterbacks. It's only quarterbacks that come in are veterans that have, you know, experience from somewhere else, and they come in and, and they do their thing. So it's been a, 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 it's been the same thing for, for as long as I, for as long as I've been a Jets fan. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's continue with the calls. Uh, like I said, I want to try to get as many in as uh, as possible. So let's go to D in Queens. D, you're up. You know, I'm sick and tired of this, this this implication. Basically, what everyone's implying is that anyone could be Peyton Manning. Anyone could be Tom Brady. No, how about the dude's a bum, okay, who shouldn't have been drafted in the first round? How about that, that there's no way you can coach him for him to be good? Like, it's disrespectful to people with actual talent to say that you could just coach him up and he'll be good. He's a bum, okay? Simple as that. Okay, the fact that the offense looks better with anyone else other than him in any type of style other than him, he's the problem. And then I have another question. 
is going to make things a little bit spicier, but it's a legit question. Anita, you were the only one with me who said Lamar Jackson. You were the only one I heard who said the Jets should have taken Deshaun Watson. Now, we disagree with Justin Fields, I, but, which is crazy to me, but they all have something in common. And it seems that after Geno, that was never someone they were ever going to draft high again. And uh, the fact that they keep passing on the better player over and over, and those better players all have something in common, I really wonder what's going on with the Jets. Oh, I don't know. Uh, D, thanks for the phone call. I, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to walk down that road. Uh, not for me. Uh, let's go to L in New Jersey. L, you're up. Yeah, hey, hey Nita. Hey, Keith. Listen, hey. number one, if you look at the pre-draft red flags and even some of the innuendos about uh, Zach Wilson's personality, stuff that I think for any other quarterback we could throw off and say people are just trying to sabotage him, it's kind of strange that a lot of those things are fitting. Everybody's already talked about his skills, but even personality, because something came up that a couple of us have been talking about, which is, does his teammates even like him? Because over the past two years, but especially this year, he just seems alone like he's by himself. Mm-hmm. So if you don't got that camaraderie, how can you even build? And then the last thing I'm going to say is this, and it goes about Jets and who they draft. they got to stop drafting players from the West Coast. Leave the USC, leave the pack alone. I know BYU isn't in the pack, but leave that West Coast stuff alone. Get yourself a Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, Mac, Ohio-style quarterback or, or, or someone that's, that, that got more of that grunge, you know, mm-hmm. Northeast feel because, uh, you know, this West Coast stuff ain't working as we've seen with Zach. And last thing I'm going to say is sometimes you just are what you are. He's just not an NFL quarterback. Sorry, mm-hmm. he's not. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call, Al. Appreciate it. Let's go to Tyler in Jersey. Tyler, welcome in. Hey, how you guys doing? Hope everyone stays safe and warm. Uh, just quickly, like in terms of Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, the only thing they have to worry about in terms of their job security, I would say, is like teams in the NFL draft the wrong quarterback all the time. That's not the issue. The issue for me is the process in which they took to get to him. It was a month or two before the draft, and the conversation had already switched to who's going at three. Why was, what did Zach Wilson show either in the combine pro day or, his, or in college that he was deserving of unquestionable a top three pick, top two pick in the NFL draft? It makes no sense to me. He had, what, one great year at BYU, as we talked about, as you guys have talked about, underwhelming competition. What did he show besides the one rollout pocket to the left and just, uh, and just, and just pro day with, in shorts making a nice throw down the center of the field on a post? Why was he chosen so, so high? I don't understand. I grant that I understand he has talent, like everybody else that might make it to the NFL, but it, it made no sense to me at the time and makes less sense now why he was drafted so high, let alone why it was decided a month or two before the draft. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, from, from what I understand, and, and I'm really big into the draft, I, I typically go to Indianapolis uh, and am quite friendly with a number of the scouts, and I think what happened there was – uh, they just got enamored with his, his his athleticism. You know, he's able to do things athletically that most 
other quarterbacks cannot. You know, and I think that there was some hope in in expectation that maybe not that anyone could be a Patrick Mahomes, uh, but somewhere uh, there in the like of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like they saw the skill set that Patrick Mahomes brought to the table, but obviously to play the quarterback position, there's so much more that goes into uh, the ability to throw sidearm for 50 mm-hmm. yards or adjust, you know, adjust your arm angle so you can make these like ridiculous throws and you know, be able to scramble and, and run fast. And uh, there's, there's, there's other things, you know, for me, Kiwi, like yep. uh, when I look at a quarter, when I look at a quarterback, uh, the first thing I want to look at is I want to see how quickly does he process a, a defense, mm-hmm. it, right? To me, it's 90, it's, it's, I wouldn't say 90. It, to me, it's 75% mental. So mm-hmm. I, I want to look at tape and I want to see how fast does he process, um, a, a defense. Number two, I'm not going to draft a quarterback that hasn't started in the in, in college for at least three years, because mm. I feel like now you're going on a real small sample size, right? Mm. Even even uh, um, Bill Parcells said I'm not going to draft a quarterback unless he's played four years in college. I, at this stage, <laughs> that's it's very few and far between. We don't see yeah. that anymore. So you know, I want to see I want to see a, a a large sample size. I want to see. Um, you know, how he processes against top defenses in college football. You know, obviously you want somebody who's who's got a strong arm. It doesn't mean that they have to, like, fling it 90 yards with a flick of a wrist mm-hmm. like Trey Lance does. Uh, you know, but you want somebody who can make that 25-yard out route on, on a rope right mm-hmm. yeah. you, you you need you need that in the NFL so you, uh, for me for me I, I I'm 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 giving characteristics out of a quarterback that might other people might find boring that's okay he's gonna win me football games mm-hmm. when, <laughs> right? you, when you put it in the characteristic of his athletic ability that's something that you can't coach you know either you have it or you don't you can by the time they get to the NFL you're not going to be able to make a make a, a quarterback significantly faster you're not going to be able to make him throw the ball down the field a lot better so I, I i understand why you know there's this leaning towards hey let's get the athletic guy and and try to teach him our system but at the same time i also get the i'm, I'm not delusional i don't think that zach wilson is going to have this geno smith come back and, and turn it turn it around i just don't think that we should completely eliminate him from playing in the nfl because it takes a lot to get there and i've seen a number of, of of individuals who weren't all quarterbacks, most of them weren't quarterbacks, you know, have, you know, issues in one organization and go to another place and either make it to the Pro Bowl or become very successful. So there there always is another chance. I get that people get frustrated with how many chances first rounders get, but you became a first rounder for a reason, right? So, um, so, so there's that. I don't, I'm not, but I'm, at the same time, I'm not delusional. I don't think it's happening with him in a Jets uniform, and I don't, you know, I'm not expecting it to happen. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think you can just count him out. Now that he's actually been publicly holding himself accountable, which was my biggest gripe with him. All right, I don't think he should be out there on the field, but I don't think he needs to be crucified for how bad, um, you know, he is. He just isn't ready. Right. Um, very well, well put, very well said. It is New York game day. Nita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuko, we come back. Uh, we're going to switch gears. Giants getting ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings today in Minnesota. And, uh, and Jordan Renan joins us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, Kevin O'Connell talking about Wink Martindale, the defense that the Giants are going to be coming at uh, the Vikings with. By the way, the Vikings, the last five weeks, negative 14 in sack rate. So Thibodeau and Ojolari and Leo should uh, hopefully tee it up and have a field day against Kirk Cousins. Uh, this big blue report brought to you by Telemore Do Irish Whiskey. We bring in Jordan Renan. Jordan, first things first, are you in Minnesota? I am in Minnesota. It is ridiculously cold out here. I don't know how people live here. Um, were you? I mean, ne- like negative before wind chill. Like you wake up, it's like negative two. No, and I was not in the mall, thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay. Okay, and and so I, I talked about it earlier on the show. From what I understand, there were quite a few Giants players that were. Everybody's safe. I know a lot of people were on lockdown for about 90 minutes, uh, Giants staff and yeah, players. A lot of people were eating. A lot of people were eating at a restaurant, and they just uh, were, had to sit there in the back of the restaurant, from what I understand, and sort of wait till everything. Everyone was given the clearance to sort of get out of there. Wow. So God bless. God bless uh, everybody safe. Um uh, with that being said, let, let's talk about Giants feeling really good about themselves. H- how has this team been considering they brought 110% they had to against Washington to, of course, beat Washington. Now they've got an 85 to 90% chance making it to the playoffs. You know, how do they keep that, that, that intensity now heading to Minnesota to take on a Minnesota team that came back from being down 33 nothing last week right. to the Colts? Well, they also were down 33 nothing to the Colts that same team, so you got to keep that in perspective. But I think for the Giants, like they understand, they're they're not in the playoffs yet, so they they still have you know another step to go to get there. So I don't think they have a feeling that they've accomplished anything just yet. To be quite honest with you, so I think that's been the approach this week, and that that's kind of the rhetoric that you hear heard from the locker room is like, yeah, that was just one game. We're not, you know, we're not there yet, and uh, and that's true now. With uh, a win today, they have a very good shot to uh, clinch that playoff berth if, if they can pull out a win here. Now, I think it's kind of curious, Amita. They were actually bigger underdogs in Washington the other day than they are here today in Minnesota. I think that tells you kind of what everyone feels about this Minnesota team right now, despite the record, right? Despite being 11 and 3, I don't think anyone looks at this team as this, uh, you know, real high end dominant team in the NFC right now. Talk to me about um, our new guy. Talk to me about Thibodeau in the game that he had. Um, what was what was his mood? Did you have conversations with him? Are the expectations that mm-hmm. the same going through or going into this week as they were last week? Yeah, I think you see a guy who's sky high right now. His confidence is clearly growing. You can see that. You can mm-hmm. see it going into that game when he said, "You know, prime time is made for me." Basically, right? Yeah. And uh, 
So, and really, I think it's just him being more comfortable and healthier. Remember, he had that knee injury this summer, so he, he missed a few games. And even when he came back, you know, when you watched him on – actually, you know, I'll say this. When I watched him the other day, it was the first time I was like, oh, okay, you know what? He might be a star, but he has that potential. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we saw that early in the year. Like, we didn't quite see that explosiveness. We didn't see, like – you know, that was kind of the thing that you heard about him coming out. Oh, that first step, he's got this great athleticism. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't really see that at the NFL level in the first half of the season. I think we're seeing it more now. And the other day was the first time I looked at it and I was like, he was just exploding off the line and beating guys, you know, with just straight speed at times. And to me, that was like, okay, you could see a guy who's going to be a star and you could see, and just from talking to him, you could hear his confidence rising. And you've seen it really probably, that was the culmination of it against Washington. But you've seen it probably for like, the three or four weeks, I think, before that as well. He was really starting to get close. He was getting a ton of pressure. Uh, a couple sacks started to come. And then you could probably attest to this, Kiwi. I think when you, you know, you keep getting asked about, you know, we only have one sack, you only have one sack. And then once they start coming, it's almost, I, I think it's almost like a weight taken off his shoulders a little bit. And then he can just go out and, and play a little looser and free. You don't have to press for that sack. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I felt like he's, he's figuring it out. The same thing we were talking about with Zach Wilson and how he needs to figure out how to play professional football. You know, there, there comes a point in everybody's career where, you know, maybe you didn't see his um, fire off the ball, but a lot of that has to do with trusting yourself, trusting your instincts. But you have you need time to develop and to, to put yourself into those circumstances repeatedly before you can say, hey, you know what? I, I have a feeling I know when the ball is going to be snapped and I'm just going to go and risk, you know, this offsides as, a, or, you know, as opposed to um, sitting back and waiting for the ball to be snapped and then, and then wishing for the best. He's playing at, a, at you know, an yeah. elevated level, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, those split um, seconds are invaluable when you're playing that position, for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, jo- uh, Jordan Manon joining us here from Minnesota, where it's bitterly cold, and, and thank God they are all playing inside. Uh, all right, so two key yeah. elements on the offensive side of the ball for the Giants, going up against arguably the worst defense in the NFL, let alone 31st in mm-hmm. pass defense in the NFL. I know this this offense begins and ends with Saquon Barkley, and he's a big part of the passing game, but... I'm I'm looking at a potential really good game for for Daniel Jones and Slayton and James yeah. and Bellinger. Are you? Yeah, I am. I mean, this is an opportunity I think for the Giants to open it up a little more. And the reality is, I mean, they've tried over the last you know four or five weeks. If you think back a couple back when they were actually struggling, they came out in a couple of those games. I believe it was Detroit, and they started throwing, trying to throw the ball around a lot successful but uh you know the conditions here are pretty ideal right you're talking about indoors against a team that is not very good against the pass they're allowing minnesota seven and a half yards per attempt uh for opposing quarterbacks that's the second worst number in the league and the big play guy here for this giants team is clearly darius slayton he's the one who can get downfield and make some big plays so i kind of expect a big game from him and the giants to take some opportunities they know they know what they've seen from this Minnesota team in the tape that they looked at, that they're vulnerable on the back end. And uh, I I think we're going to see that. And you're going to see probably a few more shots than usual from this Giants offense. So which unit, in your opinion, has to have a bigger game, the offense or the defense? (sighs) 
I think the Giants are going to – it has to be the offense. They're going to have to score some points. I, I, I mean, the defense – look, that, that's Washington. That's Taylor Heineke. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to completely just shut down a quality quarterback, and regardless of what you think, I know people like to knock Kirk Cousins. The dude is a quality quarterback in the NFL. He's been consistently – another good year. Like, they don't have enough on the back end where they're just going to be able to shut down this team. Like, Justin Jefferson could be a problem for the Giants. I mean, Fabian Moreau is probably going to follow him around. That's just not a matchup. I how anyone can look at that matchup and expect the Giants to win that matchup, right? So, the offense is going to have to score points. They're going to have to make big plays. They're going to probably have to score at least into the mid-20s to win this game. So, I think it's kind of on them to, to up their game here. Because no matter what the Giants – you know, do defensively. I just don't see them being able to completely shut down this Vikings offense. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, this is a Minnesota Vikings team negative 14 sack rate against their opponents the last few weeks. So obviously, the offensive line mm. not holding up. Um, you know, if, who, who do you who do you think you know who do you think gets after Kirk Cousins today? Yeah, uh, the Vikings are starting a backup center. So to me, that's the spot. It looks like, I mean, Christian Darisol is their standout left tackle. Uh, He's been kind of injured in in and out of the lineup. You saw him going in. Um, Indianapolis, he was going in and out of the game. But he's back. And so I think the the potential for the Giants to create havoc on the interior, you know, without Garrett Bradbury in there at center, is something when you have Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams that those are matchups I think you want the Giants to be able to. Once you get that interior pressure, it's hard to be successful for a quarterback like Kirk Cousins because he's not a big, you know, get get out and move and run around. So you you make him uncomfortable from the interior, I think you could see a big game from Dexter Lawrence and uh, even a lot of A-gap blitzing from the Giants, you know, from uh, you know, maybe Landon Collins, right? Even We're going to see more of him. He's on the active roster now. We saw more of him last week. I think seeing stuff from like Landon Collins and, and uh, some of the safeties, you know, blitzing up that middle. I think that's something you can expect from the Giants today. By the way, Dexter Lawrence over three and a half tackles and assists combined at plus 110. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> before we let you go, uh, final thoughts. How does this game play out? Who do you have winning? What's your score? All the good stuff. I think it's going to be a close game. I just have trouble seeing the Giants blowing them down. I mean, Justin Jefferson is just such a beast. He is so good. If there was an MVP, Anita, and it wasn't a quarterback in the NFL, it would be Justin Jefferson. He literally is able to win this team games. You don't see that from a wide receiver very often. I think he's capable of doing that. And I just see a close game, but the Giants having trouble maybe slowing him down in the end. Good stuff as always. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us from Minnesota and and glad that you are safe after uh, all that happened last night at that mall. Thank you so much. Yeah, everyone have a safe and healthy holidays and and New Year as well. Happy holidays, Jordan. You got it. Happy holidays. We come back. We'll find out what are what are Kiwi's keys to the game. What are the three things the Giants need to do in order to beat the Minnesota Vikings? Also, we'll have my locks of the week. I went two and one last week, yet again on a three week tear right now. So I'm thirty and fifteen on the on the season. Thirty and fifteen on the season. Boy, I had a rough few weeks a few a, a month ago. Man, November did 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 not do me right. Uh, but just. 
but December is is definitely um, I'm I'm back I'm back on point. So I have three locks for you coming your way next. Uh, also, Big Blue Report brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Make sure you grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. So please enjoy responsibly. More when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Now back to New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. Time for uh, Kiwi's Keys to the Game. We just heard from Jordan Renan as the Giants get ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Again, the Giants road dogs getting four. The over-unders at 48 and a half. Uh, Matthias, what are your keys? What do the Giants need to do in order to beat the Minnesota Vikings today? Okay, going into this game, in order to, to come out with a win, the things that I focused on are, uh, number one, eliminate the obvious threats. Jefferson and Cook have to have to be minimized in terms of what their contributions are going to be. Um, number two, there needs to be another monster game on somebody on the defensive side of the ball, whether it's Thibodeau, Uzulari, or anybody else who's, who's willing to step up. You know, being able to um, get sacks, turnovers, and scoring on defense specifically puts you in a much better place in terms of statistically uh, being able to win win the game and then uh in terms of how these teams match up i want to see them come out and play the third quarter with extreme intensity wherever they are if they're behind or if they're they're up the third quarter has to be of the utmost importance i don't want to see them going into the fourth quarter you know lackluster or you know expecting to to turn it around in in the fourth um so you know going back over it uh, eliminate the obvious th- threats, um, score on defense. Hopefully there's a monster game by another defensive player. Um, and then play the third quarter as if it's the fourth. It needs to be imperative that they come out of that half and, um, and have a good showing. So those are your uh, Kiwis keys to the game brought to you by FW Webb and Will McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Will McLean inventory. Visit fwweb.com to find a convenient location near you. Now it's time for my locks of the week. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right. Time for my locks of the week. And another good week. Last week went two and one. So again, I'm 30 and 15 on the season. 30 and 15 on the season. Solid, you, solid baby. Solid. Had a rough November. Not going to lie. Had a rough November. Uh, but turned it around here in December. 
hopefully helping people win some money this season so you can buy some fantastic Christmas gifts. All right, uh, play number one. I'm going with the big cats. Cincinnati, that's right. Minus two and a half against the Patriots. All right? Uh, they are 11-1 against the spread. They're 10-2 straight up. The Patriots, I don't know how you recover from that debacle last week. Can't wait to talk to Mike Tannenbaum about it. Um, one in three, their last four games. They're 0-4 against opponents that are above 500. And um, and also, they are one of the most penalized teams on offense, and the officiating crew uh, likes to call a lot of plays. The majority of the penalties that they that they call are on the offensive side of the ball, and the Patriots, one of the most penalized offensive uh, teams in, in the NFL. So I do like the Bengals, minus two and a half against the Patriots. What say you? I like that a lot. I mean, I think um, – because of all the success the Patriots have had, you know, over the, the decades, you know, nobody really, or not nobody, but, you know, it's, it's hard to paint them in that light. They're just a bad football team right now. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on this one, Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, number two is the Detroit Lions. I like them minus two and a half against Carolina. Uh, they're six and one straight up. They're seven and zero oh, uh, against, they're six and one against the spread. They're seven and zero oh straight up. They've won three straight. They're on that playoff push. They average 30 points a game. They put up the second most yards against the Jets in the season. And the Jets, as we know, have a really stellar defense. They've got a great offensive line. They've got a good run defense. Carolina's rushing attack was non-existent against Pittsburgh. Um, and also, defensively, they have eight sacks in the last two games. So I like Detroit, the Lions, minus two and a half against Carolina. That's my second play. Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. I mean, I, I like I like Detroit and what they're doing. I think it, it's 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 a great visual, you know, for that city. Um, but we, I said earlier that they've taken on the persona of their coach, and they are, you know, they're they're a tough team. They're a team to watch out for right now. Um, and last but not least, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna wager on the emotional heartstrings that are going to be pulled later on tonight in 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 Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half against the Raiders. An emotional game. Again, our hearts and prayers go out to the Franco Harris family. And, uh, you know, just huge uh, celebration was was planned for tonight. Obviously, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And for him to pass this week, just very, very sad. By the way, I grew up uh, a huge Pittsburgh Steeler fan. So I uh, mm. could not go to bed without my Terry Bradshaw jersey on. I had five <laughs> terrible towels from Pittsburgh hanging up above my pink canopy um, Miss Piggy uh, bed. Um, I grew up a huge Steelers fan, so and, and Franco Harris was one of, one of my favorite players uh, as, as a kid. So just, uh, just very sad. Mm-hmm. Weather in Pittsburgh is going to be brutal. California car is 0-4 in freezing temperatures, 1-6 below 40 degrees. <laughs> Good luck tonight. A 68 quarterback rating and only averages 14 points a game. Kenny Pick back under center for Pittsburgh. Of course, he went to University of Pitt. He's used to playing in cold weather. Pittsburgh averaging 150 rushing yards per game, their last three of their last four games. And as we know, the Raiders are just god-awful against the run. So the Steelers, I'm all about the minus 2.5 today. So Steelers minus 2.5. And a half, Detroit minus two and a half, uh, Cincinnati minus two and a half. What do you think about my Pittsburgh play? I like them all. Uh, they, they, we're, we're in agreement 100%. I think, um, you know, when you talk about Pittsburgh having that e- emotional boost, losing somebody like, um, you know, that was so big for the franchise, if the players are bought into that organization, they will definitely show up to play. 
And last but not least, I always like to give you a little extra something, something a little cherry on top of the Sunday. Again, weather conditions across the country are supposed to be absolutely brutal. The, the three worst places, Chicago, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is later on tonight. Minus 20, wind, gusts up to 15, 25, 30 miles an hour. Okay, so this is what I'm going to play. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that neither team kicks a field goal or makes a field goal. Okay, in these two games, the Steeler game, which you could get at 25 to one and the Buffalo Bills Bears game that you could get at 22 to one. It is not this wager is not being offered in the Cleveland game. If it was, I would add this to the parlay. So no field goal from the Raiders or the Steelers tonight. 25 to one. I'm going to play it. No field goal from the Bills or the Bears today. 22 to 1. I'm going to put those together as a parlay. I'm laying $25 to win $15,000 that not one single field goal is going to be kicked in either one of the Steelers games or the Bears game. $25 to win $15,000. Do you know how many shoes that will buy me? <laughs> and and then and also I can I can I can pay for the case of wine that I owe Mike Tannenbaum this season. Uh, and speaking of such, uh, we will hear from him when we get back. He spends the last hour with Kiwi and, and myself here on 98.7 ESPN.